It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Uh, yes, it is Sats and Rat. Welcome to Sports Day. Thanks to Kia, official partners of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023 and World Gym Australia, improving lives through fitness. And isn't that coming down to the wire now? The, the Women's World Cup, there was upsets over the weekend. A lot of people frustrated, especially in the, the NRL. A lot of excitement from the weekend of sport as well. We did have the NRL, the NRLW, the Bledisloe, the World Champions in netball, the Diamonds last night, the Matildas. Well, they're about to start their climb to glory in the World Cup versus Denmark. The list goes on. Tonight's show, before we get to Matty Rogers, surfing legend and a good mate of rats also, Joel Parkinson for World Gym, will be joining us as well. Three burning questions, thanks to Toolkit Depot, the Kia Top 7, what made the Kia Top 7? A lot of Ooh, a lot of moments across the weekend, was. wasn't there, Rat? And Chris Nelson from Racing Queensland, how are you, Rat? I'm really well. I'm really well. I'm scratching my head. A little after over the weekend. Over the weekend, yeah, me too. I'm a, I'm a little concerned about you know decisions that all of a sudden have come to the fore, and we got we've got three games left in the season or four games left in the season. It's like why now? It's like the NRL said, I want to send a message, but we'll only do it at the start of the week, and we won't do it at the end of the weekend. Well, well, what it does, Sats, is it. It's, I mean, South Sydney to be without Sam, but uh, George Burgess um, for three to four weeks. Uh, it's just, it's shouldn't even. It I, should, I, I, should not have even been a penalty. I, I don't not think even so either. Bin. That's I don't I don't think so either. And I, like I'm a I'm a shark. Yeah. I was watching the game. I was like, oh no, they, I know. They, they've got this wrong. And Mo Fadaway, we're going to talk about this in three burning questions with with Daddy Vass. But the Nathan Brown send off on Thursday night, I thought ten minutes and let the match review committee the sort order. it out. Mm. And then Mo Fadawaka, who we called that game on Friday night. I, again, I thought, not quite sure. Um, give him 10 minutes because that's the consistency throughout the year. Let's let the match review committee sort it out. But we'll do that with three burning questions. What? No, no we'll touch on it because Ashley Klein said something very interesting in the Nathan Brown send-off, which I think worked against Ashley Klein and in favour of Nathan Brown as well. And uh, Paddy Carrigan hasn't tr- scored a try for nearly 80 games. And back then goes to back. back to back, oh. Daddy Vass. Nine metres out. Has now a little one, two. Carrigan punches over. Patrick Carrigan is over off Billy Walters. Yeah. How good, boys? Really good. Mm. Broncos proved well, they can do it with that again, again, don't. We're going to touch on that in the, the three burning questions. You're going to ask us about the 4X Queensland Derby, Derby. Mm. Yeah. Derby. Cowboys are disappointing. Flat. Mm. Mm. Uh, you know what? Uh, uh, the, the, the the air has come out of the sails. Yeah, it really has. You know, uh, no Val as well, which is just last, that class. Yeah, last two weeks, I just I was really disappointed in their performance against the Titans. But I thought, right, oh, no, they can turn it around, back it up. You know, they're going to be at home, get get some energy back in their in their side, and yeah, it was a real opportunity for them against you know one of the high flying sides in the comp, being the Brisbane Broncos. They always have a great derby. Um, Derby, Derby, however you want to say it, <laughs> and uh, didn't fire a shot really. Double header in Perth, which was great to see. Good crowd there mm. as well at, at Optus Stadium. A lot of people turning out just to 
that are obviously people that have moved over there or people are just uh, keen to go and have a look. Now, um, well, Fremantle played on the weekend as well against the Lions, Lions yep. WA as well. So, um, yeah, sharing the, the, the supporter load there as well. But what was interesting, and a lot of people are jumping up and down about this, uh, is Wayne Bennett, post-match press conference after the Dolphins were defeated um, by Newcastle. Good game, actually. It was a really mm. good game. The uh, scoreline seesawed. But when asked by one of the local journos over there, and a series of questions, here was his responses. Commiserations on the loss. What were your, your thoughts on the match? A little bit mixed at the moment, so I'll keep them to myself. I'm guessing the SASA stuff is playing on your mind? A lot of things playing on the mind right now. Mm. What, what did you make of that SASA penalty in particular? You could say that the referee referees to the laws of the game. And just looking at today as a whole, where do you think were the areas that let you down? You didn't watch the game? I, I watched the game. Well, you can write about it. Yeah. But just from your opinion? I don't want to share it with you. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> because it's just my opinion. I'm not really interested in sharing it. You know what, there's a lot of people that are jumping up and down saying, you know, we're over there to advertise the game. If we're relying on Wayne Bennett to advertise rugby league in the, in the, in in the West, we're in trouble. You know what advertises the, the game? What's going on in the field? Yep. I've got to say, I found it highly comical. I, I did too. And, and I will say this, and, and good on the journo. The journo didn't miss a beat. Absolutely. He was just bang, bang. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Knew what, he knew what was coming. He kept going. And <laughs> like, honestly, I mean, how, how often does Wayne Bennett get deep into conversation with journalists in Never. a press conference. Never. Do you know there's so a... why why are they all ca- why are we all carrying on about it? That's Wayne. That's who he is. He's seventy three so years of age it, and he's been on. doing it for forty odd years. Yep. Okay. So if we're thinking anything different, that Wayne's all of a sudden going to wake up and change, mm. well, we're going to be deeply upset. <laughs> yes, so yeah. I, I got to say I like it because it's it's not cliched. And you are right. Hats off to the to the journalists. He was great. Well. He was bang on. Do you know there's a competition among some of the journos to see who can get the longest? They time it. Who can get the longest answers out of, out Wayne? of Wayne? It's a bit right. of a competition well, with some of the Sydney media. Well, I don't think that bloke's going to win any of those competitions. <laughs> he didn't speak much, but yeah, I, I like the way his demeanour didn't change. Yep. And he just kept and and he had his kef, he had his questions ready, and he was just rolling with the punches. He was just rolling with it, and yeah, good on him. I'm not sure what his name is, but uh, he did a great job. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Polaris MY23 plate clearance is now on. Save up to $3,000 on selected models. And Daddy Vass will take us through three burning questions thanks to Toolkit Depot after the break. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. I like this segment, Daddy Vass. Three burning questions, thanks to Toolkit Depot. Gear up for winter at Toolkit Depot with a huge range of outdoor power equipment. What are you focusing on? Uh, The first, the game on Friday night, the Titans and Warriors. Rat and I called it. Great game. Mate, Mm. unbelievable. Great Great atmosphere. I'll tell you, if if the Titans play with that effort all year, they're they're a finals team. They've got enough talent there. Uh, they showed what they're made of on the weekend. What but they the, just need to do it consistently. What are the Warriors supporters? That was insane. It was unbelievable. Live. We do have you know, half of New Zealand living just north of <laughs> Dreamworld. <laughs> <laughs> they did do well yep. uh, without Mo Fotowaker, who left the field. 62 minutes. Yeah. yeah. So what are your thoughts on, on that? Did it deserve to be a send-off? Uh, no, definitely not. Um, I, I think a send-off 
uh, offence is something that has malice involved. You can see that there's intent. Yeah, intent's um, the big word, isn't it? You know, it's, it's a swing and arm. There, there was none of that. And, and ultimately what it does is it ruins the game by sending people off. Now, do we not send people off? To, like in AFL, they don't have a send-off mm. policy. They deal with it after the game um, with, with rugby league. Well, I think they might have changed that, actually, after Alistair Clarkson went berserk in the grand final. 2004. Years ago. <laughs> yeah. Port Adelaide. Yeah, but I, I, will, I will say um, it didn't deserve a send-off in my eyes. No, it didn't. Um, no. I, I, I thought he was really unlucky. Based on Thursday night. It deserved a send-off with mm. Nathan Brown, but we hadn't been doing that all year. We'd just yeah. been giving 10 minutes when they're not sure. Uh, I mean, was there a mandate, do you know, Sats, that was sent out? Uh, I, apparently I, they're saying there was no... No, I contacted a couple of officials at NRL clubs yesterday yep. and said, "Did you, were you pre-warned? And they said, no, there was no mandate that was sent by right. the NRL, which is poor. So, I mean, it'd be interesting to know if the referees were um, worded up to, to crack down on, on high shots. But if they've just taken that on, on their own steaming on, right, we're going to fix this up ourselves, like it's, it's a bit rough. Yeah, Ashley Klein said with Nathan Brown, you left the ground. He didn't leave the ground. He left the ground after he made contact, but he didn't leave the ground to make contact uh, with Ben Trebojevic on Thursday night. See, I saw that one as 10 minutes in the bin. Oh, that's, that's 10 minutes every day of the week because yeah. he had another op- offer option. Mm. He could have bent his back and made really good contact. But he went in there, he said, you went in there with intent. Well, you go into every tackle with, with intent. intent. Particularly when you're coming out of the line like he did. Yeah, yeah. And he was, you know, he'd been sitting on the bench for 60 minutes and he's come out there to try to... 90 seconds. Uh, to, <laughs> to rip in and make a difference. That's what you want from your bench. Yeah. Uh, but he's, he's got it wrong. So, no, minutes, I don't... Sit down for 10 minutes and cool off and come back. Yeah. That, that's what it deserved. But, um, yeah, t- very tough call. Uh, Queensland Derby. Four X Derby boys. What do we learn? The Broncos got the win over the Cows. What I learned is that the Brisbane Broncos can win the comp. Uh, they can only win it with Adam Reynolds, but they showed on the weekend that they can beat most teams without Adam Reynolds now because they don't rely on him to be the the conductor. So what I learn out of it is that the Cowboys they've again hit a real bit a bit of a, a flat spell. Yeah, yeah. and well, the Broncos. Uh, they're the real deal. Well, that, that, that's what I've learned basically the same. It, it, well, what I learned really was the Cowboys, it, it was like um, the, their, their form. I mean, they were playing great football, but they probably weren't playing the top side. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, their form in the last couple of weeks, I mean, against the Titans, they were average. Um, and, yeah, I, I probably in my mind inflated them a little, little, um, and they're probably not the side that I thought they were, which is a little unfortunate. Yep. All right, number three. Was it a forward pass yesterday? Were the Tigers hard done by? There were two forward passes. Tigers try. Uh, oh, Raiders, Raiders tries. Oh, yeah. yeah. The first one to Sebastian Chris. Yep. And then there was another one in the second half as well. I thought were forward passes. Now, well, now, now tell me this. Look, like you watch the soccer world, you've been watching the yeah, FIFA yeah. Women's World Cup. If there's an offside, they put a line on the field, and they can put it right in line. Like, well, why can't we do that? But I mean, particularly there was a, there was a tr- there was an offside try to um, yesterday. Who was it in uh, the Tigers Raiders uh, game or not? The Tigers Raiders game. No, no. There, there was a try when there was a player. They were offside. You mm. could see it by a meter. Uh, but they they just play on. But put the line on the field the same I, way they do in the soccer world. I just don't Cup. understand. I don't understand it, why we can't do it. I mean, even without the line, we've got smart enough people that can make it. A, the right decision. They know if a ball's being propelled forward. Mm. Well, so. they, 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 they were definitely two forward passes. Yeah. The Raiders, the Raiders. They got, yeah, they got. So you think line tracking over ball 
Well, no, not 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 running with the ball. Um, that that's a bit tough because the ball is going to move forward based on your forward momentum, mm. uh, even if you pass it backwards. But certainly in the offsides, I mean, you, you put a line on the you can put a line on the ground. You can see exactly where they are. Mm. Yeah, nice. not hard. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Gear up for winter. Toolkit Depot with a huge range of outdoor power equipment. So many great performances over the weekend, and we're going to get to those with the Kia Top Seven. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. It's the Kia Top 7 on Sports Day. Yeah, number seven, right? Lead us off. Number seven, yeah. Sweden scoring a dramatic shootout to eliminate dual World Cup winners USA. It was it was dramatic in the FIFA Women's World Cup. And it's all on Lena Hurtig. And there! Has it gone over the line? High drama. It's confirmed! We had to wait what seemed like an eternity. But Lena Hurtig's effort had crept over the line by one of the biggest upsets. One of the biggest upsets so far. No, oh, without a doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Number six in the care top seven. Well, we spoke about it earlier on. Western Australia was lit up with a double header of the NRL, and they got to see one of the superstars of the NRL, Kalen Ponga. Well, he opened the scoring with the Knights' win over the Dolphins. Ponga tip on again. Gagai. That combination for Young. Look at the speed. Too much for O'Sullivan. Oh. Back to Kalen Ponga. What play by the Knights. He wants to score underneath the post. And he Good does. effects there too, the crowd. Good acoustics in that stadium. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it sounded great. Now, you love this one. I do. Number five. Number five. Bryson DeChambeau sinks a birdie putt on the 18th hole to become only the second golfer in history to score a 58 in his final round as he takes out the Live Golf Greenbrier title. <laughs> Off he goes. It's close. It's Absolutely incredible! <laughs> 58! Looks like Kevin has done that, and this is coming in nicely. <laughs> Might be a little long. Oh no, this is right next to the pit. Oh, this could go in! It's running and screaming! Oh, Wow, were you there, Rat? Oh, mate. It was. It was um, 58. Yeah, 58. That's Who was the perfect. first person to shoot 58? I, 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 I thought it was David Duval, but he, he, he actually scored um, 59. 59. Yeah, but that was on a par 71 track. This was a par 70 track. Still 12 under. Mm. But but on the weekend, Bryson scored 61 on Saturday and 58 on Sunday to win by six shots. So pretty amazing. Amazing golf. Now, we're at this game. This is Kia top seven, number four. Uh, Dallin Matini Zelazniak around the corner pass. He set up Sean Johnson for his second try. It was absolute magic. Johnson pushes away from one into open space. Where's Wittini Zelezniak? He's there. Campbell oh, gets him. But the ball back inside to Sean Johnson, who stayed alive. And the Warriors are in. Two to Johnson, two to the Warriors. And they lead 10 points to six. I didn't even see how the ball came out. I didn't. That was me. Then. <laughs> no, I, I yeah. didn't. I, I thought he was getting pushed over the touchline. Yeah, I, I, I looked at your face and I pointed at the thing and you went, what? And I mean, he scored. And you're like, how did he get that ball? It was a phenomenal pass. Yeah. Jim Furyk in the Travellers Championship Furyk, okay. in uh, 2016. Wow. One of the legends. The, uh, the other 58 
uh, score on, on the PGA Tour. So number uh, number three, the Raiders hanging on in the dying moment as the Tigers put up a crossfield kick. It was a great spectacle. Brooks beat Pavaliti. He's coming back to the He's got to kick over the top. Norfolk Loomis out there. There's the kick back. Yeah. It was a great game, actually. Really good game. Luke mm. Brooks was good for the for the Tigers. He looked really quick. Yeah, it was a good game. Number two, Rat, the All Blacks. Well, they break the hearts of Australia. A late penny, penalty goal on full time by Richie Monga. Sending from touch. Monga sends it on its way. And the locals tell you how it landed. And New Zealand do it again. At home, 23-20 at the close in Indonesia. Oh, very good, but I, I tell you what, this, this is reeking of a 2003 World Cup campaign for the Wallabies. This is so. Was the, your lead in the same? The it? same. We got we got pumped by the All Blacks at really? home. We got beat by four points over there. Yep. Went to the World Cup and we got it together. Like we learn a lot and. Um, yeah, Eddie's a smart coach. He he works things. I like out. when the journal at the end of the in the post match said to him, "So where does this sit with the World Cup?" He goes, "No, we'll win it. We'll win it." Like it's it's a great attitude. You, well, you've got to have it, you've right? Got to have belief. It, yeah. Belief Absolutely. is everything. If, yeah. if he has any doubt, any seed of doubt, that'll go into that playing group, and you can forget it. And yep. uh, he certainly won't allow that to happen. Number one, our netball diamonds become the world champions by defeating England in the World Cup final in Cape Town by sixteen goals. That would have been a great That's second a half. He would have been celebrating in the last quarter. Oh, yeah. It's like being up by forty, thinking we're home. What a day. This is the one that they were really wanted. The Commonwealth Games as well as Kimba Austin. Phenomenal last minute shot from her. She has been awesome. Oh, absolutely brilliant stuff. The Diamonds have done it. They are the world champions. Like that's an easy win. They defended unbelievably. And um, that's the one silverware they needed as well on yeah. top of everything else. So outstanding performance by uh, by the Diamonds. Let's get to a break. That was our Kia Top 7. And we've got surfing legend, your good mate, Joel Parkinson, joins us on Sports Day next. Hold up your trophies, Joel. You know, to, to win the Palmasters and, and the title all in one is, is uh, something I dreamed of. You know, I... Um, I just can't actually believe it's actually happened right now. It's, it feels very surreal. Yeah, many of his friends were very happy as well. And oh, yeah. you're one of those, Matty was, Rogers. Yeah. That man is Joel Parkinson. 2012 champion. Yes. World champion. Finally, after a number of runners-ups as mm, well. And mm. he's joining us on Sports Day. How are you, Parko? Yeah, good boys. How are you? Really well. And this uh, segment is brought to you by World Gym Australia, improving lives through fitness. Now, before we get onto your career and and around your training during your career, what you're doing now after surfing. Now, the Cooley kids, who is actually the king of the Cooley kids? Because Fanning claims he <laughs> is. Jay Phillips claims he is. Yeah. I'm, yeah. And I'm sure Dingo probably wants yeah, to throw his hat Morrison, in the ring as well. Yeah, yeah probably. Who, who's running the show down yeah. there, Parker? We Jack need to know. Jack Freestone. He'll Mate, throw himself uh, in there. There's no one running the show. So it's a free-for-all. <laughs> it's a free-for-all. It's Bedlam. <laughs> it's Bedlam in Cooley. Yeah, nice. Just like it's always been. <laughs> nice, mate. Just going back to that that little play on that we had of you, you know, talking about winning the Pipe Masters and the World Title. From memory, I th- did, did Josh Kerr, your mate, he, he knocked out Mick Fanning in the semi, I think, and 
he faced you in the final and he didn't he put it on you out there and say, mate, I just knocked out Banning for you. Can you give me a break out here? And you just went, nah, not happening, mate. I'm going after it. Is that right? Yeah, no, no, it's uh, right. It's actually, it was Slater, not Mick. So, um, yeah, so definitely he did. I, know, I said, mate, I owe, you, I owe you for life. He goes, well, give me this, give me this win. And I said, well, that's, that's one you can't ask for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate, must, must... Mate, you mentioned like a dream scenario. Like, um, I mean, you said it there. It is something that, you know, as a kid, you, you, could, you could have only imagined. But for it to happen, it must have been surreal. Yeah, I suppose. It was, um, I guess, the, uh, the chance of losing. Because I had four runner-ups, so I didn't want to be, you know, the fifth runner-up. Have five, having five runner-ups in a row would have been, well, not in a row, but over a short period would have been pretty hard to swallow. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was one of those ones that made it so much sweeter in the end because I'd worked so hard to get there, and um, you know those those runner ups started to hurt for sure. Yeah, well, you talk about working hard, Parko, but what needed to change to finally get the crown? Was it? I mean, everyone needs luck to win the ultimate prize in any sport, but also a lot of hard work goes into it. So, what had to change in in your life? Oh, yeah, well, mate, I got really stuck into my training. I was so into it. Um, I was as fit as I've ever been. Um, that year, I actually did that. The, I did a massive paddle race. Um, I was just really challenged myself in that, that long-distance uh, stuff, something just out of my realm. Um, and then, I don't know, maybe just other things became... It, it was, I felt very mature in my surfing and my decision making. There's a lot of it, a lot of the time, you know, especially in surfing, it's all about, you know, you've got to make the right decision in this thing, and you know, you can you can quite easily lose. And my sports, you know, it's all decision making, and um, I felt like I'd had enough uh, experience to make the right decisions all the way through. And, and still, you need a lot of luck. Like I need to catch wave, and it needs to come, but you know, I should be able to hopefully work out where everything goes and where the next wave will come, and. Uh, all that they kind of all it all came together for that year. So former Ironman Wes Berg played a, a pretty crucial role in your life, didn't you, when it came to training and making it really specific? So how specific was it? Yeah, compared to before. Yeah, it was really surf specific. Like it was, you know, everything was down to everything was rotated around surfing. Uh, a lot of it was all like when I say a lot of it was rotation movements and breath hold works and all different sorts of stuff to just to be. You know, and a lot of stuff with Luke Egan. Uh, I did a lot of stuff with Luke Egan at the time, which was the real, real surf-specific stuff. Uh, a lot of board change, a lot, a lot of things we worked on with Luke. Um, even just technique of surfing, you know, um, he was he was incredible. Yeah, so I'm tipping there were no power cleans and you know heavy bench press and deep squats, given the fact that. Um, oh. You there was in pre-season. We did some pretty hectic <laughs> pre-season stuff, like to get there. But yeah. and then I was this, you know, maintenance after that. Really, yeah. it was terrible. <laughs> it's um, yeah, it was just like uh, I remember in February, like this, hey, you know, halfway through February, I got a, still got a bit of time before the comp, and I've been going for a month and a half, and it was just so sore I couldn't even go for a surf, and I couldn't even bottom turn. It was just my <laughs> legs were too sore or something silly, and question whether you're doing the right, doing it for the right reason. Well, it all came together in the end, mate. Um, tell me, who was who was your fiercest competitor on tour? Because obviously, you know, I, I know you and Mick had plenty of battles. You and Kelly had plenty of battles. The Brazilians were just starting to come through on mass towards the end of your career. Who were the who were the fiercest competitors out in the water? 
mate? Um, well, I'd probably say like Mick and I probably had more, even though we, was, we just seemed to have a lot of matchups, and it's like having a lot of matchups with your best mate. So a lot of it was um, quite, you know, I think they were the, they were the ones you really, we really wanted to win. I mean, it was great with Kelly and and even Andy. We had some great ups, but I think Mick just had so much history from from surfing, you know, under sixteen boys to ride through. Yep. Yeah, mate. So, so on the Brazilians, what, what do you put their dominance down to at the moment? They just seem to be producing surfer after surfer. Is it is it is it a is it a situation like you know the Canberra Raiders had in the in the eighties, where all these guys just came through at once, or is it actually a culture there now where everybody just wants to be a surfer as opposed to being a football player or soccer player as they are over there generally? Yeah, I think that. I think it's probably a combination of talent and and timing of. Like they call it the Brazilian Storm, but realistically, they would have grown up surfing from in their nationals and regional titles from you know ten, eleven, twelve years old. Yeah. So they they probably that competitive environment would have been incredible for them. Um, and mate, they've inspired a generation of of Brazilians, and there's a lot of them, and they they rip. So you know their future's so super strong in surfing. Mm. So the finals are coming up, mate. When we got you on last time, I think you, you, oh, you tipped did. us, tipped us Ethan Ewing yeah. <laughs> to, to, uh, to the Margaret Bells. River. Yeah. Oh, was it Margaret, Margaret River? River? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he got up. Yeah, mate. Uh, the finals are around the corner. Who are you tipping to take out the men's and the women's this year, mate? <sighs> the pressure's on. Okay, women. Chris yeah. Amore. Chris Amore. Chris Amore. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was a betting man, and I, on sometimes I am, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but sometimes I'm not. But if I was going to, I I would obviously pick Carissa Moore to win. Yep. I just think she's just deserving, and she's been the most amazing surfer in the women's this year. I thought she's almost been on another level. Yep. Um, I actually even tip her to drop the mic, too, after she wins. She's going <laughs> to drop the mic and retire. <laughs> wow. Well, well, okay. And, and, oh, really? Wow, that's I a big call. Why I just think that. I reckon she's just... Uh, she's. She may even just go on. I don't know what she'll do, but that, that's what I was thinking. Men's, men's. Who are you, uh, you like in the men? Men's. I, I got to go. Ethan. I, I really oh. think he's an amazing. But I, I feel like Philippe Toledo is going to be so hard to beat. But you know, I'm going to cheer for Ethan harder than anyone. So, of course. Mm. Yeah. Of course, mate. Um, life after surfing. You still train, Parker? What's, what's it look for? What's it look like for Joel Parkinson? Yeah, mum. Well, yeah, I've just uh, done a few things lately, and I'm I actually just got back from Italy with the family. Nice. Uh, my wife and I went over there. We we tried to do it four years ago, but pandemic blew it, and finally we got to take the kids to Europe because um, she's Sicilian. So it was awesome. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, nice. Yeah. I was I was married so, to a well, my first wife was uh, Sicilian mm. as well. No, no, she yep. wasn't. She was uh, she was Cypriot. Cypriot. They're all mad. Crazy. They're all mad. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy Cypriot. Exactly. So how often are you getting out in the water Uh, now, Parco? Well, I'm trying to sneak another one in right now. That'll be my third surf today. (laughs) (laughs) I've had a good day today, but I haven't surfed much because of bloody Italy and stuff I get to. But I had a great time. But, um, yeah, now I'm I'm still got the surfing bugs bad. Like, I try and surf as much as I can as soon as I've got a – Mate, I got a spare hour. I'm going for a surf. Yeah, nice. nice. Well, we, we got we got to get you into the into golf, mate. Get the golf bug and come out and have a hit with us. I know we're going to be playing on, on October sixth, mate. I'm looking forward to it. 
But um, yeah. mate, what what? I um, just, I just, it's just a frustrating game, though. Right? <laughs> Mate, surfing's a frustrating game for me because I fall off all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah. got to enjoy that. You can't enjoy a bad shot. You can't. Exactly. There's no, no possible way. No, yeah. I, I don't You enjoy... can only enjoy a good shot, but I can enjoy a bad way. Yeah. I, I can't. I, I get held down and feel like I'm going to drown. I don't, don't enjoy that. Uh, World Gym Australia, train for the sport you play, building the next generation of legends. Parker, you're always great when you when we get to have five or ten minutes with you. So thanks very much, mate, for, for giving your time for sports over this afternoon. No worries, boys. Keep up the good work. No worries. Thanks, Parko. Time for a racing update for Racing Queensland. Queensland is your place to race this year. Racing action continues every day across the Sunshine State and imagine what you could be buying instead. Now, to recap everything that happened over the weekend, Chris Nelson joins us as he does every Monday. How are you, Nelson? Going very well, thanks, Sets. Good evening to you. Good evening, uh, Matty. Good evening to all the listeners. And, yeah, we had a, a big day's uh, racing at Eagle Farm on Saturday. Some some interesting results, some upsets there. We had a, uh, a $19 starting price winner in uh, race number four, and we had a $26 winner what? in race eight, which, Sats, I would say, turfed quite a few people, including yours Did truly. Did you tip any of, of those or not? No. What? No, you know, me only tip favourites. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, speaking of speaking of, of 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 tips, your horses to follow. One was yours, uh, April and Augusta. Yeah, is it? And yes. what was the other one that we? There was another. Oh, one. that was last week. I've thrown out last week's piece of paper. I thought you kept oh, notes I did, there. I did. About I just guys. can't find. But how did how did April and Augusta go? And it's last. Well, week? April and Augusta didn't run this week. She was supposed to run on uh, Wednesday, this coming Wednesday at uh, Doombin. Yep. But uh, trainer Kelly Schweder has decided, seeing she was first up and put in such a good run last week, it's just going to give her a little bit extra time to recover from that run. So I'd say uh, maybe next week, midweek, we might see April in Augusta. Yeah, that, that frustrates me. When, like, I've, I've got shares in a few horses as well, and, you, yes. and the horse runs well, and you think, get it going, keep it going. And then they're like, no, we're just going to give it a little bit longer. I'm like, no, no. I mean, I don't know what I'm talking about, but um, do you feel the same way, Nelson? Yes, you just want to see them run. You just yeah. want to see them run and yeah. win and get that excitement out of it. But no, you've mm. got to wait a bit longer. Now, what will happen, you know, next week, we'll get a heap of rain and we'll get a heavy track, and then we won't be able to run because it's wet, or we'll draw a wide barrier. Mm. I've got to run from out there. You know how it works, man. All right, just... so April in Augusta is not running on Wednesday, so we can't follow it. No. Who we else can't. are we following so, then? Well, we will follow a horse out of uh, out of Eagle Farm on Saturday. One of Tony Gollan's now. New season Saturday, Tony Gollan double, Jimmy Orman treble, so nothing really changes there. But the winner of race six, uh, Zerastro from the Tony Gollan stable, Jimmy Road. Very impressive. Only second start from the stable. Uh, and I am Invincible, who cost a million dollars originally, and the new owners bought this horse for thirty-two thousand dollars online recently. And they've already got fifty back after Saturday. So how good's that? <laughs> wow! So that's obviously like trainer error with the last trainer, and and the the new trainer's got a hold of it, and he's got some got it going in the right direction. Well, I don't know about trainer error, but he, he's found something that works. Maybe the lower grade too helps. But uh, Tony Gollan's a genius at getting these horses from interstate and turning them around. So. Well, I am invincible. The, the, the last owner's only only lost nine hundred and sixty-eight thousand. I'm sure. I'm sure they've got other horses they can make that back on. So, oh, plenty. Mm. Uh, yeah, where are we racing this week, Nelson? We've got a big week ahead of us. Uh, tomorrow we race at Mackay. Wednesday we're at Doombin uh, without April in Augusta. Thursday we go to Mount Isa. Friday we're at Ipswich. Saturday our main meeting 
in towns at uh, Eagle Farm. We're on Bow Desert for the Gold Coast meeting. And we also go to Townsville, guys. Don't forget, this week, this Saturday, is the big day at Townsville with the Townsville Cup oh. and the Cleveland Bay, which is their feature sprint. We're at Toowoomba in the Twilight Zone and then back to the sunny coast on Sunday. But all roads lead to Townsville. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. Thank you very much, Nelson. Talk to you Wednesday. Thanks, guys. Chat to you then. Imagine what you could be buying instead and for free and confidential support. Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Yeah, great show for a Monday. Thank you very much for joining us. Before we go, breaking news, the Brisbane Broncos have tabled a three-year deal to Payne Hussrat. Extension, $1.16 million per season. Yeah, he's worth it. That's fair. Thanks to Joel Parkinson for joining us also for World Gym and thank you for joining us tonight also. It's Sats and Rat for Sports Day.